Hey everybody, this is Klaatu, New World Order. Just a quick episode today, we have some commands in the util Linux package to finish off. It's the user bin section of util Linux, and we're going to be talking about the w section in this episode. Just three commands, we won't even get to a coffee break. It's that, that short of an episode. There's wall, write, and where is. Wall and write are, are, are pretty similar in, in, in function, and realistically speaking, they're probably not commands that you're going to use all that often on a day-to-day -day basis unless you happen to be on a big company-wide multi-user system, which I was at a, a film studio that I used to work at. We were all sort of um, remote hosts of a supercomputer, and we would log in, and you could look around the system and see other people on uh, on the system, and you could actually send the messages in their terminal. And we did that with either wall or write. I don't exactly remember which one. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was write, because wall writes a message to all users. And I can't imagine that happening all that often. I do think that we got some wall messages from IT sometimes. That kind of rings uh, a little bell in my mind, but uh, I could be wrong. So in order to see wall in action, you'd have to have another terminal open, which you can do if you have another user on your system. You see if I still have any dummy users on here. I do not. So I could make one, but I'm not going to. So I'm just going to instead log in as root, and then I'm going to type in wall, and then quote, hello world, close quote. It tells me that it's broadcasted hello world. And over in my other, in the other tab of my RxVT terminal where I'm logged in as CLA2, I have a, a text message, as it were, just that pops up in the terminal, just spits it right into your terminal, no matter what you're doing, it, it displays it. That can be a little bit distracting and annoying, which is why a lot of systems out there actually disable wall. But like I say, we had it for, for important messages in the um, movie studio that I worked at, and so it would just sort of broadcast something into your terminal. It says, broadcast message from blah, blah, blah on date and time, and then it says, hello world, and that's that's it. And, and, you know, it doesn't take over your terminal or anything. It just injects that text into the display of what you're doing. So if you're editing a text file in in, in a terminal, like in Jove or, or Emacs without X for, for whatever reason, then you might see the text, but it, it doesn't insert itself into the, the text file that you're actually, you know, it doesn't save itself to that text file just because you see it in the same window. That sometimes confuses some people. So, um... Wall has a couple of different options. There's the dash in or dash dash no banner to to ignore, you know, not to print the broadcast message from blah blah blah. Uh, there's the dash t dash dash timeout. Abandon the right attempt to terminals after some number of seconds, and that way the default is 300 seconds. And that's that, that way if if there are users who I don't know, whose terminals are somehow otherwise occupied or maybe not available, then this application will stop trying eventually. I, I don't exactly know the real-life ramifications of that because I, I've never, I, I haven't used wall enough to know w what could happen if you're broadcasting to, I don't know, 
seven hundred people or something. Maybe if there if there was no timeout, I imagine that would cause your 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 terminal, the the broadcaster, to hang for a very long time. Write w r i t e is very similar to wall, except instead of sending it to all users logged in right now, it it demands from you the the username to to whom you want to send the message. So for instance, if I go back over to my other terminal here as the root user and say write clat2, then it uh, takes over my terminal. I, I'm at a prompt now, and it doesn't look like a prompt. It just says write clat2, and then it's a, an empty screen after that. But if I type in hello and then go back over to my other tab, I see that the word hello has injected itself. And again, it tells me who it's from uh, as root on pts slash 3 message from, uh, and, and it says hello. Now, I could try to type back to that person as if though this was an interactive chat messaging tool, and that would not work. It, that, that's not how it works. You have, that's not how it works. So you'd have to type as the other user, as the recipient, you must then type write, and then the username to whom you want to respond, and I'll do world, and in my other terminal there would be the the response. So it's it's not the the most graceful system ever. I mean, if you're expecting like a text messaging or a, a, a chat kind of interaction, that's not what it is. But it it is a way to send messages just across the local system using no kind of no no fancy protocols or anything like that. It's just it's direct access into someone else's terminal. Does it get annoying? Famously, yes, it does. And again, I've used Write as well at this the movie studio that um, I used to work at for a while. It was never abused, I think, those days because you do hear horror stories about that how how people would would wall everybody some stupid joke or or someone would write something just to confuse you or whatever. I I never experienced that. I heard horror stories about it. Never saw it myself. Cannot comment on it, um, and, and in fact, I've I've heard that on some systems it's just disabled entirely, so that you can't kind of bug other people. And I think at the time I'm I'm imagining. I mean, these are both very old. The um, the write command was in AT and T Unix version six. The wall command was in AT and T version seven. So these are pretty old commands, and I'm, I'm imagining that they were purely utilitarian tools that that probably people just didn't really think would get abused for any good reason, because it was all, we were all here to do a job, and so this is what we're doing, and we don't care about weird little edge cases of someone suddenly being uh, annoying because we're going to see them in the lunchroom later today, and that's just going to be awkward. So that's that's kind of what I'm imagining, and then I, I assume as more people kind of jumped on board Unix, eventually things got abused in, in sort of a, a light and friendly but probably annoying way uh, from time to time. Okay, so that leaves us with where is, which is locate the binary source and man page for a command. So if I do where is, uh, let's do Fluxbox. It tells me Fluxbox is in user bin, Fluxbox, user share Fluxbox, and user man, man1Fluxbox.1.gz.
So that's the binary, the source, and the man page. Now, in fact, the source is not in user share. It that's the um, that's that's the user share stuff. It's almost the documentation. It's the example files and stuff like that. So that's not exactly correct. But I don't have the Flexbox source on the system. I installed it already compiled from Slackware. So that sort of doesn't apply here. But it does kind of lead me to wonder how where is gets the 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 concept of source storage and it kind of makes me wonder further if user share was originally for the source code of things i didn't think it ever was i thought that it was uh, exclusively for shared files and source would have gone to somewhere like i don't know I want to say user ports, but I know that hasn't always been a thing either. So traditionally, I still like I kind of would have thought, yeah, it'd be like user source or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, it could just be that that for lack of anything more appropriate, modern where is has been set to user share as a fallback for for finding um, maybe not source but related files. Which I mean, that works for me. I'm I'm not ever looking for source co the source code of, a, of a, a running binary on my system, um, at least not personally. And I know where it it's located if I am. So it's not really that big of a deal for me. And honestly, locating the binary or the man page isn't super useful to me either because I just I invoke which instead. So... I don't really use where is. I don't know that there's an advantage to using where is. And let's see if this is um I'm I'm going to assume this is a binary file user bin where is. Yeah, it is it's an actual binary. So it's like a serious command. It's not just a shell script that invokes something else. Um and there's a couple of different options there are things like dash b to search just for the binary dash m to search just for the man page dash s just for the sources dash u show only command names that have unusual entries a command is said to have an unusual to, to be unusual if it does not have just one entry of each explicitly requested type so in other words if there are two binaries for the same command or, or two man pages for the same command and so on dash capital B limit the places where where is searches for binaries by a white space separated list of directories and so on you get the idea I think um, I'd be interested in hearing if if anyone out there actually uses where is by default whether it's by habit or whether there's actually some advantage that I'm not thinking of I learned which for for searching for a a, a binary that is in your path so that's that's kind of what I use which for and then I used um, or I use rather um, man dash K for finding the man page entries for something so if you do I this this technically I, I guess I shouldn't be talking about this right now because this isn't a segment about the man command, but if you do man dash k and then, for instance, fluxbox just to keep it uh, the same, you, you get a list of all the different man page entries that are appropriate for 
for Fluxbox. And between those two commands, I, I guess it kind of I, I get what I need. Although I guess now I'm starting to answer my own question because now if so if I use where is, I get both of the the results of that query together simultaneously. Although I do kind of like man dash k or or apropos because you do get a bunch of man page results. So if you're not super clear on which man page is even available, but you know that the topic that you want to search for is, for instance, Fluxbox, then then it's a fuzzier sh search, whereas as far as I can tell, whereas gives you exactly one result for exactly what you've queried for. So I guess it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It just depends on what you're looking for. So yeah, maybe I do see maybe I do see the the point of of where is in a way. Maybe I, I kind of I see the advantage of getting two answers for one query rather than having to resort to two separate commands for each for each for, for bits of, of both information. Um, yeah, I kind I, I kind of see that. I can I, I'll. I'll get behind that. Maybe I'll start using where is from time to time to see how how it treats me, whether it woos me away from from which and man dash k. That's it. Those that's we're finally done. Util Linux. That's very exciting. That means we get to move on to the next exciting command in the Slackware package list. Now go get yourself a cup of coffee. Don't come back. I won't be here. I'm gonna go enjoy a cup of coffee myself. But thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Cast. This has been Klaatu. You can reach me on IRC. I'm on the Freenode network usually in channels such as Augcast Planet, Slacker Media, Slackware, a couple of others. My nick on IRC is not Klaatu. You can also reach me lately on Mastodon. My username there is at Klaatu at Mastodon.xyz. Of course, you can email me at klatu at member.fsf.org. That's klatu at member.fsf, as in free software foundation.org. And of course, you can visit my various websites, gnuworldorder.info and slackermedia.info. I will see you next time. Charge, my boy, the charge. Nothing matters but the charge.